Well, hey, 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 hey. Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss at any list you can imagine. Best childhood trend, best childhood birthday party, best childhood dance craze. We go back to the 90s and back to the 80s with this list. Uh, well, this one in particular, but nothing is off limits. Everyone is wrong, even when we think they are right. I'm your host, Mr. Zachary Rancourt, and with me, as always, is... Tom Lockhart. Hello, Thomas. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah, I went to uh, the football game, Go Sports Go, with you, and it was yeah. it was lots of fun, besides the fact that it was terrible, and the Seahawks are the worst team in the world. I would have rather watched paint dry yeah. than watch that, because at least we would have been warm. I feel like me, we were <laughs> yeah. barely even paying attention to the game. We were just talking with the people next to us and, like, just... Uh, Checking Twitter about how yeah. angry I was at the game. <laughs> there, there you was, know who really... Oh, sorry, go ahead. There was maybe, like, two cheers, like, the entire time when the offense was on the field. It was just sad. Just, oh. Yeah. But you know who's not sad? Eric Shane. He's sometimes sad. I was sad on Sunday. But. I know. I felt your pain. It was like uh, I could, uh, my, my tele- telepathy was going through, and I'm like, oh my God, Eric just, he, he cried a little bit, and it made my heart cry. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I sort of, uh, I accept this as uh, we were talking a little bit before we hit uh, record here. I, I sort of accept this as, boy, this was coming. It's been a while since we've had a real stinker of a season. So just uh, interested to see what it's going to mean going forward. That's all. That's where my head's at. Hmm. Just embrace the suck and find ways to distract me away from my pain. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, and and I think we're, this is like our support group. This is our way to kind of discuss our <laughs> our <laughs> angers and our frustrations with the team. And then, uh, but in good news, hey, I won a free Jared Kelnick uh, signed baseball on Twitter. It was crazy. Ooh, wow. I've never won anything on Twitter, and I got a message, and it was like. From the Seattle Mariners Twitter account, and they're like, "Hey, congratulations, Zach Dale, sixty! You just won a free Kelnick uh, baseball." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" So pretty excited about that. But um, yeah, you know what else I'm excited about? Does anyone have a quarter? I need a quarter really bad. It's not to do laundry. I need a quarter to go play the Pac-Man there. One of the most fascinating creations of all mankind was the invention of video games. We all love video games. The rapid progression and advancements in technology over the past forty years has been nothing short of remarkable. Now, as gamers, we have been through it all. I know you guys more so than I, because you're older than me, but I've seen some shit, all right? (laughs) But what are our greatest memories? Today, we're going to discuss our personal top five video game moments. So to clarify with this, it is a personal in-game moment or a personal out-of-game moment, like an event or whatever. Now, to enhance discussion, we didn't share our lists with each other, and by no means are we experts or historians in said category. We are just a few dudes who like to talk about nonsense, and I think we actually might be somewhat experts in certain fields. I don't know, a lich king from a from a panda <laughs> forest or anything like that, and you guys know League and WoW, and I just go, wow. So, uh, Thomas, start us off with your first uh, personal video game moment. Well, my first one, we're going to go all the way back to 1997. And that is when my favorite game came out, Final Fantasy VII. It's great. I play it at least once every two years or so all the way through. I own it on PC. I own it on Xbox. I own it on my phone. Uh, I own it on my tablet also which is a separate from my phone because it's apple so i had to buy it on that too i have it on everything i can play it whenever (laughs) i want to play it and the specific moment is when sephiroth kills eris and it's gut-wrenching because spoilers i'm a back when i'm a 12 year old kid and games you die in games all the time but it's always you you come back and you try again and this was my first time in a game where a character like died and it's just like wait what do you mean they died like that doesn't happen characters die and then they respawn you try again from the checkpoint and no eris is dead she's gone she got shish kebobbed and she is done (laughs) and as a 12 year old it's hard to grip with that and oh and it's just one of my favorite moments because it's just like you lost somebody who you thought was going to be with you till the end and you got to move on now. And I barely could. 
Yeah, it'll grow you up a little bit there. Yeah. That's that's, uh, that's tough, man. I I, uh, I remember that game. I didn't play that as much as Final Fantasy VIII, but uh, Final Fantasy VII was one of those iconic games that people, fans of the game, they never shut up about it. They're just like, oh, it's the greatest game <laughs> ever. Oh, you know. But I, I think a lot of it's the nostalgia that you mentioned. You play it. You play through it once every couple of years. I get that. Um, yeah. I have games like that as well, you know? It's, I've never played a Final Fantasy at all. <laughs> wow. I would say seven's a good one to start with. <laughs> um, but it's it's not the best game ever. It's just my favorite game ever. There's games that are better, but sure. it's just, it's got a place in my heart and I've never not been able to play through it when I started up. I'm going to go all the way to the end and I'm going to get all the things on the way too. Like I'm going to, I'm going to play that game. Nice. I don't know if I'll ever play it. Is it turn-based? Uh, yes, Final Fantasy VII is. The combat is. The combat yeah, is. The yeah. combat is. There's there's exploration and there's social uh, aspects of the gameplay, but the combat itself is turn-based. So you, can you like wave at people and dance and stuff? No, it's, it's a solo. <laughs> like, solo yeah, no, yeah, not other people. I'm saying so, cool. solo with the non-player characters in the game. There is a Henceforth final known as fan, there's a Final yeah. Fantasy MMO that you could play. I've never no. played it, but eh. <laughs> I only know Sephiroth from people talking about Final Fantasy. So I feel like I've already played the game pretty much. So therefore, I don't need to play it. I mean, it's already spoiled. Good me, right? enough. Should we should we tell people uh, there's a warning to this episode that there are spoilers ahead? Yes. Spoiler. This happened in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so- no, I know. But for any <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> any of our other uh, choices, uh, I don't th- nothing on my list is after I think 2004 is the latest game to come out on it. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I wow. agree. So you're living in the past, man. You got to start living in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so unless you've been in a coma for the past 20 years, I think we're good. <laughs> sounds like a good movie eric what's your what's your first choice i was gonna say 40 years of glorious tradition from pong to now you're goddamn right i'm living in the past (laughs) (laughs) well you actually mentioned it just now um final fantasy 11 is the uh, mmo it's the massive multiplayer online role-playing game uh for the final fantasy verse and my first one that i'm mentioning happens to just be my exposure to mmos in general because i have spent a lot of my time of my life playing MMOs. I've been, I, I got hooked early. Um, I first learned of them when I was still in high school. Um, and by in high school, I mean enrolled in high school, <laughs> not actually going. Um, we, my buddy, you know, he'd have a friend who owned a game shop in Sohomish and we'd go down there and he played uh, EverQuest, the original EverQuest back in, back in the day. And, I didn't know what this was all about. I was hooked. I thought it was just a really cool concept. Like you're playing with people online from all over the world. You've got like this situation where you're raising up this character. Uh, they have a certain class, certain job skills, certain things about them that you're trying to level up and you get better gear and all kinds of stuff as you go along. Um, I, I was kind of hooked. It was almost like uh, Sims. <laughs> now people understand Sims, but like, you know, much, much cooler. Uh, I was kind of hooked by the concept of it. Um, and then when I was in the army, when I came back from Iraq, uh, Final Fantasy 11 had just gotten launched and a couple of my buddies had played EverQuest and a couple of the others. And they're like, Hey, let's play, let's play Final Fantasy 11. So I got into it and it was harsh by any other gaming standards. It's, it's a lot, um, in terms of what's required of your, the time suck. I remember sitting there on like a Saturday for like six hours waiting for a group so that we can go grind up experience and level up. And I loved it. (laughs) I I knew then I was weird. I was built different. (laughs) I'm just a little different. I don't know why I love the exploration of these huge worlds that you get to, you know, that these artists that they've built and they, you know, the writers, they built the lore of it. And for you to get, have your avatar that you're a part that, you know, that you're raising up to get into that world, to go around traveling and exploring and see this beautiful world that they've constructed. I love the concept of it. I don't have time for it now. It's just too much. I know people who still play them. Um, I've played final fantasy 11. I still have an account with final fantasy 11. When Mandy and I first got married, 
she came down to Texas. I was still in the army and we lived at, uh, we lived at this off base at a trailer park. Cause it was super cheap. It was only two rent was $275 a month. Hmm. Uh, imagine, <laughs> imagine that anyhow, uh, it was cool. She got into, she didn't have a job down there. So she got into playing EverQuest two with me and some of my buddies. So she would spend the morning like, uh, going out uh, in the game to go get materials for crafting items and weapons and stuff with her alternate character. She would craft all these items. So when we got off, off duty and we got home, all, we had our inboxes were just full of all the cool stuff. And then Manny would log into her main character and then we'd go out and go do really cool stuff. It was a really good system. <laughs> it was a really good system. Anyway, we played EverQuest 2, played Lord of the Rings online, played a little bit of Elder Scrolls online, but of course, World of Warcraft is the big one that I played so much of Tom. I know you played a lot of that too. Yeah. And I'm actually going to, so. I'm going to jump in here because I actually have this under mine, but it's not for world of Warcraft. It's for Ultima online. That was the first MMO that I played. I played with Mike and yeah, Dylan I was thinking, and it's, yeah. it's kind of similar to EverQuest. It's not as much uh, waiting. It's more just going dungeons. You kill some air elementals and stuff and, and whatnot but ultima online was the game that i got into for mmo and it was it was the first time that you could go and play with your friends you're not in the same room with them it was like it was outstanding to be able to just go around and you're meeting people from across the united states like i know dylan has he's still in a fantasy football league with the guys that he was in a guild with in ultima online he is the lords of destruction or lords of death right that's um yeah that's yeah. that's pretty great that's great yeah no i we had land parties as a kid <laughs> kids these days don't know what land parties are <laughs> they have no idea uh what Local it's area like. network that's right how it is to get your computers and hook them up together why did you suck it up to the internet because they didn't work like that back in the day you couldn't do it that way so uh, anyway yeah no yeah uh, uh mmos are yeah yeah, Dylan and Mike would go to it back in the day. It would be comic book shops would have computers that you would pay for like yeah. ten dollars an hour to to play where, whatever game you want to play. That's where we went in Snohomish. Was, uh, where Ken went to, to go play uh, EverQuest. That's where we went. Yeah, back in the mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. So MMOs are wonderful. I enjoy them. I love the idea of being able to just wake up on a lazy weekend with nothing whatsoever to do and just go grind up some levels or go explore in these worlds. And I, I love that conceptually. I don't, like I said, I don't have time for it these days, but uh, boy, I sure used to, I spent, I have no idea how many hours uh, in those, in those games or years rather. Yeah, I think, it, Tom, it's, said, it's years. <laughs> yeah. Years. So, but I regret none of it. It was not, no. it's, you know, it was not wasted whatsoever. I loved it. So for the, uh, uh, for the people who don't know, definitely not me. Cause I know, but uh, can you, what does MMO stand for? Massive multiplayer online game. Nice. I was thinking mustard, mayonnaise, onions. Mm. That's what it stands for. <laughs> we you played know, a lot of mustard, mayonnaise and onions. Yeah. You got to make disgusting sandwiches right. on, on EverQuest. That's, what that's it the is. game. That's how you level up. <laughs> that's how you level up your stomach. <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. Well, my stomach was full of, Code Red, Mountain Dew, Doritos, and uh, Hot Pockets, maybe, or just some other garbage. Uh, corn dogs. Let's go with corn dogs. When I played this video game in 2001, and this video game I'm still playing, like I literally played it uh, right after work today, but I, I'm talking about Halo. And the first Halo, Halo yep. Combat Evolved, the campaign was absolutely incredible. 2001 is when it came out again, and it was uh, Xbox's big AAA title. And it became this worldwide phenomenon 20 years later, almost to the date. So when I first started playing Halo, I loved the campaign. It was so cool. But one of my most favorite video game moments in in my personal history is the first time that I encounter the Flood. Now, it's very, very scary because you kind of go to this uh, empty, desolate base and you're like, what the hell went on here? Very much like James Cameron's Aliens and you pick up a, a video recorded thing and you watch like a tablet. It kind of shows what's going on and all these Marines get killed by uh, these weird, ugly, deathly creatures. And then all of a sudden the door starts knocking and you're like, shit. And you got to fight your way out against these 
weird alien-like creatures, and they just keep on coming. It is uh, it is quite scary as a 2001, how old is I? 15-year-old uh, Zach. 14 or 15, yeah. And um, I just remember playing that, uh, you know, that giant controller for the original Xbox. Oh, it's yeah. It's way too big for your hands. So... <clears throat> I love the hell out of Halo, but yeah, the first time that you encounter the flood in Halo is my t- one of my top video game moments. Yeah, that's that's hard to argue, and I don't want to, I don't want to jump in over Tom here. I don't know if Tom includes Halo on his list, but I uh, do not include Halo because I am very, very, very bad at Halo. I, I think I talked <laughs> about this with Zach uh, when we were at the football game. I'm bad at Halo because I can't maintain aim for that long. That's why I like Call of Duty more because I can shoot a guy like three or four times and kill him. But if you got to shoot a guy continuously for 10 seconds, which it seems like you do in Halo, it I'm just not going to... I can't do it. I don't have that kind of hand-eye coordination when it comes to video games to maintain aim that long so i've <laughs> i've always hated halo because when i play multiplayer okay. i'm real bad at it so just get yeah. wrecks just get your shit wrecks on all the time uh, i i respect that listen not first person shooters are a fun game but they're not for everybody um i i am just gonna jump ahead of you here sorry halo combat evolved is on my list uh there was nothing like halo before halo really. I mean, there's first person shooters have been around for a long, long time, but there was nothing like Halo before Halo and everything after has been kind of a poor imitation. I mean, the story, the art, the dialogue, the different levels, the plot, it was so well written and interesting. And you're following along and you're running into all these conflicts, trying to get off this Halo, trying to find a way to escape this weird alien structure and then they throw you the biggest damn curveball that you could have never, never prepared for, and that was the flood. The flood. I mean, you've been fighting all these different aliens the whole time, the whole way you're through there, and you're learning all the concepts and all the different kinds of alien troops that they have and the weapons that they use, and you're swapping out your weapons and you've developed your tactics for like what 70 percent of the game, Zach, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in this weird complex where something strange has happened, where both your guys and the aliens you've been fighting have been killed by something weird. And then you get hit with a flood and by the flood, that is the flood. These small little aliens come pouring out of these rooms, these weird Lovecraftian creatures come pouring out of weird entrances and doors out of the ceiling. And they, their movement is completely unpredictable and they, they will wreck you the first time you play it. It was actually terrifying. I was legitimately afraid. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> uh, you, you know, you learn after several, you know, tries, you learn how to beat them, but it, it it's creepy and, and, and frightening. It, it's a, and it's a huge twist in a game that you just don't expect. But so my overall, uh, so I'm backing you up on that, Zach. It's both a, it's a, it's a combination here. I'm backing you up. That moment where you hit the flood is an iconic moment in gaming history. Um, twist twists are always interesting, but I'm 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 going the higher end. Halo Combat Evolved is. I know they've been trying to suck on that teat for years with sequels, but uh, the original is impossible to beat. It was perf- it was perfect. It really was. Yeah, and then they they remastered it and, you know, completely remastered it and and gave it upgraded graphics and everything, and it still looked beautiful. It was still really fun to play. Uh, I mean, I I went back not too long ago, and I played 1 and 2 in preparation for November for uh, Halo Infinite to come out. Uh, It's not out until December, but there was rumblings that the multiplayer was going to come out, and it it has since, so... Yeah, it's um, yeah. it's quite a game, man. It's uh, a huge franchise. I mean, <laughs> whenever sure. I think of Mountain Dew, I think of Halo. <laughs> before I went to before I went to Iraq, um, I had a buddy in the barracks where we had all had our stuff packaged up and like stuck in storage because we're going away for you know an unknown amount of time. Uh, but he still had his stuff for whatever. Like his was one of the last to get packed, so I would go over to his room in the barracks and we'd be chugging Mountain Dew. And <laughs> chugging Mountain Dew and smoking cigarettes, playing Halo until three, four in the morning. Part real party boys. We were super party boys. <laughs> uh, and we'd have a tactic where we we'd duel up, where we'd play it on the legendary, the hardest mode possible. 
And the thing is, is when one of you died, if the other was in a safe location, you would respawn right behind your buddy. Right. So we, uh, this might be Halo two. It's, it's one of the, it's either Halo, the first one or the second one. Anyway, um, what would happen is into like a, a room or whatever that was like a full of bad dudes. One of us would run in, stay behind a safe spot. The other would run in, kill as many as they could before they died, respawn behind the buddy. The next one would go in and uh, we beat the game that way. It might be cheat mode, but whatever. So lots and lots of fun moments like that with a game like Halo. I agree. It's pretty incredible stuff, man. So. It is. So I think uh, I, uh, Tom would go with his number his number two now because I want to no, skip that. Yeah, he, he had the first MMO Ultima online. Yeah, and I, you I, both I, have you, yeah. you both have two, so we'll go back to me, I guess. Then. Oh my goodness oh, gracious! Okay, Look at that. we we leapfrogged it. That, <laughs> was, uh, that was a good transition for sure. It's, it's like the flood; it's bouncing around all over the place. You can't really expect where it's going to land. And for those of you out there who have no idea what I'm talking about, it's, it's, go play the game. Do it. Do it. Do it. Go, 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 go play the game. Okay. Go yeah, ahead, Zach. No, 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 totally, totally. It's 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 well worth it, and it's free on Game Pass if you have Game Pass. So uh, another Xbox game, because Xbox was an integral part of my life for quite a while, and this is an older, well, not an older game, but newer in the terms of uh, it's past what Tom would put for 2004. But this came out in 2011, and I'm talking about Gears of War 3. So specifically the third Gears of War. Uh, the first two were awesome. I loved the hell out of them. The multiplayer aspect, aspect was really, really cool. But this one really, really pushed the boundaries of what you do for a story. And it is one of the saddest moments in video game history, in my opinion, that caught me off guard, that my friends were, and I were talking about, that I was just like shook to the core. And this is a major spoiler if you haven't played Gears of War 3. But again, it came out 20 years ago. So <laughs> 10 years ago, sorry. So. I'm talking about uh, the moment that Dom sacrifices his life to save the rest of the, the, the gears. And so how it sets up is there is an Dom, Marcus, uh, Anya, a whole bunch of other people are on this planet and they're getting bombarded by the, uh, the horde and everyone is coming through. Uh, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to escape, but um Dom decides to grab a giant truck thing and run it into this gas fuel center. Uh, he's like, Marcus, I got this. We'll take care of this. And he's on the comms with him. And, you know, he sacrifices himself to blow up this thing. And it just it goes with it, it. It ends with Marcus screaming, Dom, no, like right before it happens. And it's uh, they play Mad World by um, R.E.M. And it's a, a very slowed down version and it's very, very heartwarming and touching and so sad. It still brings a tear to my eye. But that moment shook me to the core. One of the saddest I've ever seen when Dom sacrifices himself. Because he's he was in one, two, and three, and he's one of the main characters. He's Marcus's right-hand man. So for them to kill off a main character in this way, I mean, wow. the signs were there from the beginning because he, he lost his wife, Maria. But you didn't think it was actually going to happen. I, I didn't think it was going to come down to this. And this is where video games have become way more cinematic, where... I actually have got video. I, I've uh, gone to YouTube and for certain video games I've never played. I've just watched the cutscenes, like, you know, the two hours worth of cutscenes, And it's been really fun. Like you get a lot out of it. So mm -hmm. I think this is, it, it's so fun that we can do this. And like I was talking about the advancements in video games where there's actual full fledged stories now that make us feel, we feel like we're a part of Delta squad. So Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't played that game, but I'll tell you, I, I do want to double back on what you just said here, because it's so important. People who don't play games, they don't, they don't understand. Some of the best stories out there right now are found in video games. Some of the best plot points and characters, most interesting dialogue you're going to find are in video games, um, and in places that you're not even going to expect, uh, like you just said with the, you know, Gears of War and Call of Duty. Some of the Call of Duty stuff, my God. Uh, some of the twists on there, I'm just you know, like in Modern Warfare, that one, I'm just brutal. And you, you just go slack jaw that that just happened. Um, in it, It's sort of it, at that point, it becomes more of a interactive storytelling. You know, that's what I like when when I play first person shooters. I don't need to be the Billy Badass with the, you know, <clears throat> get my elite gaming skills on the sticks or whatever have you. I don't care about that. I'm interested in the story. <laughs> so I played on like casual mode or normal mode or whatever. And I just go through it that way. So, I mean, I had my moment in time where, you know, 
oh, I got to be really good. I just decided years ago, like, I don't, I don't feel like I need to spend the amount, appropriate amount of time in my life getting good at this skill. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's that's how I, I agree. First person shooters are very interesting in that. I never played uh, Gears of War, but um, that's 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 a really good really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Thomas, what's your third? My third one actually kind of relates to the my last one, and that is the first time of entering the world of Warcraft. Oh boy. <laughs> Cuz Warcraft wasn't like a normal MMO. It was it was a whole new beast. I remember standing in line for Warcraft at Walmart in Marysville, I believe, and the line was a good 200 people long, like it went through the entire Walmart. And it was just like Everyone was going to play World of Warcraft and everyone did play World of Warcraft and it was such a huge world and there's so many different characters in the world and then there's hundreds of thousands of people playing with you, especially those first like few months where it's just like everyone's in the same location, like because you all got to level up in the same place and it's just experiencing that big of a just shift in gaming from what you thought MMOs were to what they're going to be now in the future. Everything's going to copy world of Warcraft now. And I've spent too much of my time in world of Warcraft and kind of like with Eric, you and Mandy having kind of a system, me and my nephew Tyler kind of had the same system where he was younger. So he was in school, but he would stay up late and like play when I was at work and then I would come home and play and we would just kind of like make a great character together. And <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember thinking that was weird that you two had the same character. Yeah. <laughs> Where it would just be like, Hey Tom, what's up? And it's like, this is Tyler. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah, he's at work. I'm playing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I remember my first character buckethead. He was a warrior, yep. and he is he was an orc warrior, wasn't he? He yes, he is still on an account. An uh, Tyler, I think, still has the account. I don't know if it's actually Buckethead lives. Oh yeah, Buckethead <laughs> is still around. Ah, uh, he is an activation away from being played. <laughs> that's comforting. <laughs> uh, I don't know any, why that. I don't know anything you guys are talking about. That's that's so <laughs> wholesome and comforting to me. You do not even understand. Yeah, uh, just. Me and my nephew just uh, planning our future warrior orc. <laughs> it's just that those are family values right there. Okay. <laughs> It'll be the end of the world of Warcraft. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Butters, go get World of Warcraft and sell it on the computer and join the online cessation before we all murder you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Oh, we played so, Hello yeah. Kitty Island Adventure. Yes. Okay. Well, Eric, what's your what's your third? Okay. Well, <laughs> I am going to circle this to a different kind of gaming, one that um, doesn't necessarily have storylines that uh, I like, but uh, Madden NFL football. Yeah. <laughs> we had to talk about Madden. Um, the first Madden game that we had when I was a kid was Madden 93. And this was the game where you just run off tackle. And you just won. It was awesome. Uh, the The game has, if you want to see the the progression video games have made in terms of visuals and mechanics over the last thirty years, just just look at Madden. Look at how it's improved from the original Madden Football ninety two ninety three to now. It's that this is how video games have progressed. They are in, the visuals and the mechanics are incredible now. The game now, I wouldn't know if it's good or bad. I haven't played it in a couple of years because I realized that I think every Madden from like 2011 on through, <laughs> uh, it's just basically the same game over and over and over again. But uh, no, there was a period of time there where every year, man, at midnight on launch day, we'd go out, we'd go get it at Walmart or whatever. I think, Tom, we did that. We had, um, yeah, we had a league where it was me, and Tom, <clears throat> and Mike, Dylan too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
We would do a division's worth of people and all pick a team in a division. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, uh, there were times we'd like sim when we were, we'd play like a whole season in a night sometimes. Yeah. Uh, or a lot of it because we'd, uh, for those who don't know anything about the NFL and how the schedules are structured, teams inside a division, they play each other twice in a season. So we would sim all the, we, we draft our teams. We'd, you know, we were able to do that. We'd draft the teams. We'd fight really hard to get the best players. We'd sim against the computer, all those games, and then we'd play head to head against each other. And it, it, it was a wondrous and glorious time. I think <laughs> there was a period where, uh, I can't remember what year it was where you could actually do it online. And I think that's the year that we kind of stopped doing that because, yeah. you know, guys moved on to different jobs. We all worked at the same place together. That's why we were able to do it. We all worked, you know, second shift at the casino, got off work at 11 and run over to Tom's house and stay up till, you know, four or five in the morning. Drink. I'd be drinking Red Hook ESB. Zach, you remember that? <laughs> ESB. <laughs> of course I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, that was a good beer. I had a Red Hook Long ha- uh, Longhammer IPA for the first time in like eight years the other day. Yeah, they still make a good beer. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. So Madden football. You guys know about Madden football, don't you? Uh, up until this year, I had bought it every year. And I would always debate, like, yeah. for the last five years, I would like sit there and debate it. And then it would finally become available. And I'd just hit that buy button like it's so easy to buy it now that it would, i would just be like fine i'll pay for it and then i'd buy it and then i'd be like yeah this is pretty much the same game and this is the first year where i did not buy madden and i mean yeah it's, how do you, it's how, do you great feel? how do you feel about it's not just buying like, it uh i feel good i mean i just don't i just play other games i mean like yeah that's Essentially, what it is it all comes down to is, oh, I, I didn't have to spend that much time playing stupid games of Madden that don't matter. <laughs> right. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I owned like two Madden games in my entire life. One was the Sean Alexander version, I think, from 2007, I believe. And I remember, uh, I think all of us what might have been at my house or something like that. And Mike was I was playing Mike. And I was just fucking around. It was uh, fourth down. And I was going to kick like a 60-yard field goal. And so Mike had his guy really far back, like at the start of the end zone. And he returned it for like 99 yards. <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was talking all sorts of shit. He was like, oh, yeah, you like that? <laughs> so <laughs> I, was, uh, I, was, I was bummed out. But when, I, I loved Madden. Flexes, I thought it was yeah. so – yeah, I thought it was so fun. I loved Madden. Um, but yeah, I, I don't play it anymore. It is on Game Pass as well. Uh, so you can download uh, last year's and then – I'm sure soon enough you'll be able to download Madden 22 or whatever this newest one is, Madden 21. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely, I just get too, there's way, way too much going on with, with uh, sports games, like with baseball game, or I'm sorry, football games. Uh, I like it simplified. Like I love MLB The Show mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. um, it's like one of my favorite games of all time, but it's, I, I'll field and I'll do that kind of stuff or I'll pitch, but I get kind of bored with that after a while. So I just like to hit dingers. And so I play on an easier level and I'll, I'll go into a season hitting like a hundred home runs and it's awesome. <laughs> I, I have zero shame and yeah, I should turn up the level a little bit, but I'm having such a blast just hitting dingers and then making my character for the Mariners. Like that's what I would do for Madden, right? I would uh, play as the Seahawks and then win a Super Bowl. And I'm like, oh man, I can't wait till we win a Super Bowl. And then it happened. <laughs> and and yeah, I was so. like, I don't need to do this on Madden anymore. <laughs> and now it's like, maybe I should go back to Madden. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's a good one. Madden's, I mean, it's a really popular thing. You know, it's actually one of the most violent video games in the world. It, it elicits the most violent responses, that and FIFA. It's pretty crazy. That's yeah. true. That's a good point. That's one of the reasons I, I stopped playing it. It's just like, I, I don't like myself very much when I'm playing this stupid bullshit game. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to play it anymore. You're playing it while you're watching a Seahawks game, while you're checking your fantasy football matchup. It's a trifecta of, of anger. <laughs> don't judge me. You're just like, God damn it. I need a don't, snack. Don't, 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 don't judge me. <laughs> We've all been there. We, we uh, all need to escape our darkness. That's God right. damn Madden. I kind of, I kind of want to play it right now. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to, just to let out some of, some of my steam. Um, okay, cool. Well, yeah, so mine is, um, I'm, I'm struggling with this one. Um, this one is, is interesting because. I'm trying to think of one of my top gaming moments, and it's been difficult to narrow it down, but I think for my third choice, 
it's got to be, uh, wait, am I on third? Yeah, for my third choice, it's got to be when I had a Super Nintendo and um, I was playing Ken Griffey Jr. Major League Baseball. Now, the specific moment I'm speaking of is when you have a home run derby. And I would always play as Ken Griffey Jr. because it's, it's his video game. He's my favorite baseball player of all time. But just that sound of the, the crack of the bat and it goes, you know ex- exactly how far the home run is depending on how high the woos go. <laughs> That's goes, right. Yeah, if it goes, then you know it's not a, a good one. Yeah. Um, every little iconic moment from that game, you know, the when you, when you throw a pitch and the ump's like, Steve Rack, he's out. And you break a bat over your leg. Oh, come on. Like just the ridiculousness of that. But the home run derby in particular was so cool because it was just a head-to-head match. It was American League versus uh, National League. And I always played as Griffey. And his um, his rival was, I think, Cano Corn. I think his name was like Cano. No, Nick, uh, Nolan North. No, that's a porn star. <laughs> Nick something. Yeah. Wow, this uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick escalated quickly. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah. And so it was always so fun to play that game and the home run in home run derby in particular was incredible. It was one of my favorite games of all time. Ken Griffey Jr. Major League Baseball for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. I I used to love that game. The, the thing that I always think of when I think of it is when you would run as the outfielder, you would run into the wall and your character would fall over and the hat would fall off and you just have like long blonde hair would go onto the ground. And I would always laugh when I did that (laughs) with uh, Jay Buhner because I was like, Jay Buhner doesn't have hair. This is dumb. This isn't even accurate. Oh God. And for some reason that always tickled me just running into the wall, falling over as Jay Buhner with his long flowing, beautiful blonde hair. (laughs) Agreed. Buner Buzz Night. Buner Blonde Hair Night. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Buner Buzz Night. Buner Fabio Night. But yeah, much in the and you know, and that sacrifice or that uh, that was my fifth random choice because I was trying to think. Um, I was thinking of my fifth random. My other two I already had down, but um, I couldn't think of my fifth one. And then you said Madden, and I was like, you know what? Sports games are really fun. I, I miss a good sports game. I haven't played one in a while, and I forgot about Ken Griffey Jr. How Got amazing it. it was when I was a kid. Got it. Got to mention a sports game every so often. Yeah. Thomas, what's your fourth? I've got a sports game. Um, So this one is beating Mike Tyson. It took me forever to beat Mike Tyson. There's two games that took me forever. Ninja Turtles and Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Ninja Turtles took a very long time, but it wasn't as hard as beating Mike Tyson. It took me years to get good enough to beat Mike Tyson because... I didn't realize that there were like patterns and everything. I was just fighting him. Okay. And it's just like, it seemed like he was going crazy because Mike Tyson's all over the place. Like the other guys, you could catch patterns. I felt like there was no pattern to Mike Tyson. He was just going to wail on me and I was going to die because that's how, what would happen if I fought Mike Tyson? Like, it's just, that's reality. (laughs) It's just, it's just teaching you. You're not going to be Mike Tyson, you idiot, stupid kid buying this game. Ugh. But Mike Tyson was so tough. And now I watch videos on YouTube of people who are doing it like blindfolded. And I'm like, you assholes. I can't believe you're just making me look like a like a real dick. <laughs> like, you know, ugh. here's the here's the thing. I mentioned a second ago that uh, I didn't want to get good at this particular skill. <laughs> this is these people. This is what they have done with their life for like 30 yeah. years. Yeah, this is their thing. Uh, do you remember uh, Guitar Hero? We played Guitar mm-hmm. Hero a lot. We yeah. were in a Guitar Hero band together, yeah. the three of us, with Mike, <laughs> Full Metal Legend. Oh yeah. Uh, everybody needed to, to know that we we had a rock, yes we had a Guitar Hero and rock band uh, band called Full Metal Legend, and we were awesome. Uh, we <laughs> we were groupies amazing. and everything. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's correct. Uh, no. But, uh, anyway, there were guys online that we saw who would play like through the fire and flames and they're just, just yeah. ripping it up and just shredding, just incredible, insane. And I, I just reached, that's the point I reached in my life where I'm like, I don't need to be this good at this. This is not a skill that I need in yeah. this life. So <laughs> you're talking about with Mike Tyson's punch out and people are doing it blindfolded. That's cute. But like, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, well, why what- would you like, I mean, don't, Hey, have your fun. Yeah, don't, like don't let me tell you with, you're with, the, fun with the Guitar Hero thing, I could play most songs on Expert. Like they, they it sure. wasn't like great, but through the fires of flame, I couldn't finish the song on hard. It was 
that was just, I, I didn't understand what people were doing that I wasn't doing, but I definitely wasn't doing it as good as them. And yeah, I just, one day I was just like, eh, I think this is as good as I'm going to be. And I'm okay with yeah. that. <laughs> like, uh. that's a, that's an important distinction. You just be like, yeah, you know what? I don't necessarily need to uh, be any better at this game than I am. Uh, that's cool. I'm good. Yeah. I'm okay with that. So, yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're okay with it. <laughs> What's your next one, Eric? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you want to go beat up some hookers and go on a cop killing spree? Let's play some Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to explain Grand Theft Auto um, other than you steal cars is a, a massively important part of the game. Uh, it is a role-playing game, sort of kind of a role-playing. It's an open uh, sandbox game that is where you can, you're running around and exploring this city, depending on the version of the game that you have, whatever, you know, I think I've played three a lot of. Um, you, you have the run of the city and it's this almost completely fully interactive city, a large city with full of people and buildings and interesting things going on. And you have to exist in this city as a citizen and you are leading the criminal life. You are stealing cars. You are shooting people. You're doing what you, you know, doing whatever it takes to, to, to get by in this crazy, crazy world. Anyway, uh, this was the first game where they actually, somebody decided you know, for the sake of realism, we have to let you pick up a, a hooker and, and and be able... She will get in the car. If you pull up to this woman who's... You know, uh, she will get in your car. You will lose some money out of your inventory if you know you drive off to someplace quiet and then the car is going to start to shake <laughs> because they're having sex. And then you can get out of the car after she leaves... And then beat the hell out of her and take her money. <laughs> take your money back. Wait, That's what? evil, obviously. <laughs> wait, wait. I thought she was making a milkshake for you. <laughs> what are you telling me now? <laughs> That's a, the grossest euphemism I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I wasn't going there, but Tom, it, all right. It brings sure. all the boys to they, the yard. <laughs> they sure does, Tom. Anyway, yes. Uh, no, they. I don't think there was ever a game like that before grand theft auto somebody made the decision that you should be able to do that um anyway but they also you can go on just huge killing rampages and you you once you get a crime stat of a certain kind the cops start coming after you and you know in for a penny in for a pound you just hit the save button and just go nuts and see how far you can take it because <laughs> once you get on a serious bend there the the, <laughs> the temptation is to see how far you can go um we had like, I, I'd get it to the point that I'd be up on the roof of some building and like, and this is horrifying to think of in like <laughs> a real world sense. Cause people, you know, have done this, but I'm, you know, get up on the roof. Cause it's a choke point and they can't get up there. They try coming up the stairs behind you. You've got a choke point, you know, they're coming in with a helicopter up top, shoot the helicopter out of the sky. They've got all the cars and the tanks piled up down below. You're shooting rockets down below and blowing them up. Boy, that was fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then when you die, you just come out of a hospital and you're like, oh, that was easy. Oh, man. Uh, exactly. <laughs> oh, that patched me up. <laughs> well, you, you, you know, you would revert the save at that point. But so speci specifically, if you had to pick up your favorite moment from from this is Grand Theft Auto 3, right? That we're speaking of. I'm or saying City. I'm saying the first time I came across these two entities, uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 was the first one of those I played. So I'd say the first time I could beat up a hooker and kill a bunch of cops. Wow. <laughs> Type it out. Type it and out. Kill a bunch of cops. I'm not. I'm just saying. It's a. I. I don't. I. It, this is not like a meta commentary at all. This is just right. good old fashioned. This is just good old fashioned. Uh, I don't know what you debauchery in 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 video game form. Uh, this is what's wrong with us as a society and I love it. <laughs> it's so, and it's so interesting because I mean, this kind of stuff is what sparked, you know, the, the violent video game conversation leading to yeah. school shootings and, yeah. you know, not necessarily exactly Columbine because obviously this was after Columbine, but 
a lot of people needed a scapegoat. So they blamed metal, like, and they blamed Metallica and Marilyn Manson and Eminem. And then they also blamed violent video games. So doom and other things, uh, mortal Kombat. Uh, mortal Kombat. I mean, mortal Kombat. You, you had to use a blood code to turn on the damn blood. So it's, it's crazy. The amount of censorship people have, but I mean, I've been playing violent video games like this and I'm sure you guys have too. And I'm perfectly fine. I think I'm fine. I would never go pick up a prostitute to begin with, but I would never, you know, beat up a prostitute, never go rob a store, never go shoot a, a, a building or people or cops or anything like that. So it's just absolutely insane to me. I'm like such a sweet person and I love these violent video games because they're super fun. Like I play Call of Duty and you're you're shooting people in the face. It's just it's stupid. So yeah, this was definitely one of those controversial games, right? That that people who just didn't understand. Will Smith said it best. Parents don't understand. They <laughs> immediately were like, I don't like it because there's killing and I don't know anything about it. So I'm going to automatically, uh, you know, blame all of these shootings and the violent tendencies that kids have on video games, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, you know, they don't know what else to blame. Yeah, they should blame their alcoholism and their abusive nature. (laughs) I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. No, you really don't. But I I understand what you're saying. Yeah, there's a lot more than than just a violent video game is what I'm saying. But this but Grand Theft Auto Vice City and number three were so uh, influential in the world of video game history um, because it was stuff you could you've never done before because otherwise it was just top down. Right. The other Grand Theft Autos were just top down. And and this was an actual third person like you get to see what's going on. And when you, you, you can just beat up an NPC because they call you an asshole or something like that. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> oh, man. I was going to say there's no shame in that, but I, I don't know if that's true. I don't think there's uh, any shame in that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and try to make the case that this is a healthy, you know, uh, exertion of testosterone to try to, you know, participate in this uh, orgy of, of violence in these games. I'm just saying that these are these, this, this is not the reason that, you know, people have gone off on killing sprees or whatever have you. That's not, that has existed long before video games. Okay. Genghis yeah. Khan killed millions of people and never, ever played, you know, <laughs> Grand he was Theft playing Auto. Tetris. <laughs> Hitler never played Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Oh, man. Neither did Pol Pot or Saddam Hussein. So, mm-hmm. wow. Well, yeah. So moving on from killing to even more killing is another rock star <laughs> oh, title boy. for my for my fourth choice. Uh, much along the lines of Grand Theft Auto. Um, I love playing it, but it, I played it a little later in life and got into it. But what I really got into because I don't for some reason, I really love Westerns, but Red Dead Redemption, mm-hmm. which is basically cowboy Grand Theft Auto, where you're stealing horses instead of stealing cars. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> this game was for the Xbox 360 and I got it in, uh, 2010 when it came out. It, it's unlike any game I've really played and it's, it's quite possibly one of my favorites of all time. Uh, you play as John Marston, this, this uh, former outlaw who's, who's trying to raise a family and, and do a farm, but he gets brought back into the world, uh, of, of outlawing by some crooked, uh, you know, town marshals and stuff. And he must complete all these tasks in, throughout the video game. And you kind of go on an adventure and learn about his history. Now, flash forward to, uh, I think, like five years ago when Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. It was less than that. It was like three or four years ago. That game was phenomenal. It was a fantastic follow-up hit to the first one on a, a more next-gen console. And, um, I mean, it's still being played today. They still have a really good online multiplayer, but it just enhances the game even more where you can go hunting, you can fish, you can do all these stupid things that I'm like, why am I spending money on my, on my horse's like mane to to brush it? (laughs) But I want to, because it's an immersive world. So amidst all that killing and everything, my favorite moment from Red Dead Redemption one is right after you uh, defeat um, your old buddy, I forgot his name. He's in the he's in the fir- second game, but you defeat him at, at this stronghold, and you are now tasked to go into Mexico. So when you were riding along your horse and you first enter Mexico, it, it comes on the screen in this beautiful song by Jose Gonzalez called uh, "Far Away." Starts playing. I think it's either "So Far Away" or "Far Away," and it's just this utterly gorgeous moment that really shifts the the dynamic of what you've been playing to be like holy hell this is a really good game 
this is more than just a bang, bang, shoot them up. I mean, this is an amazing story. And this journey we've been going on has been phenomenal and I don't want it to ever end. So yeah, if no one's ever seen that, um, it's, it's hard to really, you could YouTube it. It's just absolutely beautiful, but I can't describe that feeling of, of playing and then going into Mexico and hearing that song. It just, oh, it's so good. So <laughs> chills, Red man. Dead Redemption, Mexico, chills, that's what chills, I call it. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's on a lot of top gaming moment lists of all time. I mean, you just get a, it's a different change of pace for the game and it's, it's, it's so well-deserved. It's just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, uh, I never played the first one, but I played the second one, and it, it's a great game. And I would sit, there, I would turn it on, and I'd sit there, and then I'd realize six hours had passed, and all I had done for six hours is fished. I'm just fishing <laughs> and fishing and fishing, and why am I playing this fishing simulator? Perfect. And like, I've never enjoyed <laughs> a fishing simulator before, but for some reason, this game's got me into them. Ugh, I. I don't think I actually ever finished the second one. It's kind of like Skyrim for me. I've played Skyrim like 10 times and I've never <laughs> finished it. Cause I always get distracted by oh so God, many things bro. to do. <laughs> like, uh, too many. You, you never, you never finish Skyrim. There's, there's always quests. There's like too you many caves to go into. <laughs> Well, you, you can finish the main storyline with RDR too. Like, and it's a beautiful ending and Arthur Morgan, you know, he's a good man. So it's, it's just, it's really, really good. And I, I implore you to finish it. Tom. It is, uh, I kind of want to get it for my Xbox series X and uh, play it again. I think it's on sale like black Friday for like 30 bucks for the ultimate mm. edition. So wow. yeah. yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Rockstar, man, they know how to make video games. Holy buckets. They sure yeah, do. They sure do. So, mm. Thomas, what's your fifth and final? Okay. My final one is not an actual game, but it is the release of the PlayStation. Because the PlayStation okay. changed everything. We're not doing cartridges anymore. You don't have to blow in anything to make it work. We have CDs. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> this is a family show. And the great thing about <laughs> CDs is you can put all <laughs> sorts of shit on that CD. You can make games amazing now. It's not, you don't have 64, 8-bit, whatever. We can do whatever we want, and we're going to put a lot of stuff. So PlayStation like changed the game to what gaming is now. I mean, now it's technically digital, so you don't even have to worry about putting it onto a CD. As long as it can be on a hard drive, it's fine now. Uh, but yeah, just the PlayStation, the release of PlayStation was was my final one. And it also had Final Fantasy VII, my favorite game. So, you know, great console. <laughs> That's a good one, man. My one of my top gaming moments is, you know, playing Twisted Metal oh. or the the Die Hard trilogy game. It had all three diehards and all were different. First was a third person shooter. Second was a second. Per, or I'm sorry. Other way around. First. Yeah. First was a third person shooter. Second was a first person shooter. And third was a racing game <laughs> all right. a, or a driving game. It was weird. And it was awesome. It had lines from the movie. But yeah, that Twisted Metal, that Crash Bandicoot. Uh, Prince of Persia. I mean, all these fun games on PlayStation, how boxy it was, like Tomb Raider and everything. It really did change everything. Oh, so that's that's agreed. good. I, I dig it, Tom. That just reminds me. They need to bring Twisted Metal back. Oh, such a good game. I know they're making the they show brought back, They brought it Netflix. back a few times. Yeah. Well, they need to bring it back again. <laughs> they're making a show of it? Uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, from Arrested Development, who plays Job. Um Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. he's Will, he's he's doing, I think, the voice of Sweet Tooth, but not playing the character or something, if I remember correctly. But yeah, it's like in development right now for Netflix. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. PlayStation. I love it. I used to, my brother and I used to have to rent it. We used to rent consoles from our local video store. And that was a Friday night for us, man. Sometimes we get some pizza, some soda pop, and we rent a, a playstation console with some video games i think blockbuster used to rent consoles also mm -hmm. just crazy times right <sighs> there's nowhere where you can oh, rent them now, the right? times were <laughs> the times were simple weren't they? <laughs> they were fickle eric you want to finish us off with your list yeah speaking of simpler i can't get any simpler than super mario brothers huh <laughs> da -da -dun -da -dun -dun. brown dun 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 dun. Sing along if you know that. That's actually my secret favorite level. Nice. When you go underground. Yeah. No. When you go underground. Very specifically, 
that black screen yeah. where it's Super Mario Bros. World 1 1. And you're in this two dimensional world with a plumber who's on a mission. An Italian plumber. An Italian plumber, yeah. Oh, I don't know what acid dream this was to like to to d- develop. I don't know the story behind the development of Super Mario Brothers. I'm sure maybe you guys do. I know people. Uh, it's out there. I don't know. I never looked it up. I never cared because it was just two dimensional, you know, Italian plumber hopping up on toadstools and going for the mushroom and you know get the little fire, whatever the fire flower thing, so you can spit fireballs and. Um, I mean, now they have people still play it. They do speed runs, and there's all kinds of different Mario stuff out there. There's Mario Kart. Love Mario Kart. There's it, it, it's just launched this massive empire of gaming, um, and it all started with that World One Dash One, that black screen Super Mario Brothers. Uh, I also had Duck Hunt with it, yeah, it was on the original NES. <laughs> Duck Hunt was fun. <laughs> Except for that stupid dog would yeah. laugh at you when you miss. Oh, I was I would shoot him every time he would laugh at me. Oh, I know, he didn't yeah. do anything, but I'm like, fuck you, Beagle. Dog's an, that dog's an asshole. There's he is no, an asshole. Everybody knows it. Nobody nobody denies it. That dog's a prick. But yeah, Mario, man, that's a it's a classic. And actually, there's a pretty cool documentary series on Netflix called High Score that they talk about the creation of Mario. And it's it's really, really neat. So um, it goes into it uh, pretty in depth. And I mean, it's not just that it's like all important video game stuff. But um, I can't I, I don't remember how it was made and who made it and everything. But um, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. But anyhow, it's yeah, Mario is iconic. How can you how can you not like World One of One? Yeah, it's, uh, that's right. The reason it's, it's, it's too it's too good. The reason this is important is because it led to the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is the greatest movie <laughs> of all time. <laughs> How silly of me to not realize that uh, they're cousins in that movie. Actually, they're not even brothers, <laughs> no, and they're not Italian. They're, they're not Bob even. Bob Hoskins is British. They're <laughs> not even. John cousins. Leguizamo is Puerto Rican. <laughs> Jane, J- J- <laughs> Leguizamo, he's an orphan. He's not even a cousin. Oh, he's an orphan. <laughs> oh, is how they ruin it so much? Bob Hoskins, noted Italian, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, far from it. I, yeah, I just remember getting you no know, like hitting the blocks, getting the coins, and there was there was a rhythm to it, and it was really the first type of you know there were games before this, of course, but it was really the first game where you die and and you learn how to uh, you learn the moves of how to not repeat what you just did, basically, and so that that was the coolest thing about it, and and once you kind of have that formula down, like I know people that when they start when they play Mario. They can go through it and they'll remember every move, even though it's been like 15 years since they played. It's just like riding a bike again. And that happens with yeah. me with many things. Um, yeah, same thing with like Halo and other video games. But I know people that, yeah, will we'll know exactly what to do. They're like, oh, hey, there's a secret uh, plant up here or something like that. in yeah. Super Mario World 3, if you jump on this thing and it's just it's it's crazy. But I mean, people dedicated their lives to this. My, my buddy Justin has a Mario tattoo on his arm. It's badass. He like it was just so important to him. So. Yeah, that's a that's a great choice. It's not, yeah, it's uh, it, like I said, it's iconic, and it's not up to me or you or decide what should be important to people. Mario, Mario is just incredible. I, I could, I could get a tattoo of Mario. Ooh. That's pretty great. You should. Oh, but Mario Kart, we've all played Mario Kart, right? Oh, I love yep. Mario Kart. Okay, who's your favorite racer? Because I, Toad. I go shy, I go shy guy. Shy guy, uh, shy guy. Uh, I go Yoshi. I'm a Toad okay. guy. These are all solid choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never Donkey Kong. He's fast, but he's super slow to start. So it's all about it's all about the get off at the line. <laughs> you gotta you gotta do it right. It is all about the get off. Fuck, po- you know we were talking about bringing up politics during the holidays. Just break out Mario Kart. That'll be the real fighting right there. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Yeah, dude. Or or bring out some Tecmo Super Bowl. You can't be the Raiders. No Raiders. No Goddamn Bo Jackson. Son of a bitch! <laughs> All right. Well, so for for my final one, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to one of my actually, you know, this might be my favorite console of all time, just because it was uh, so important during my formative years, and I really, really, it was one of my favorite Christmas gifts I've ever received, and it was a Nintendo 64. Uh, I my brother and I got that when we were kids, and it eventually basically just was mine. We had to share it, but it was pretty much mine. I love my N64. I still have two of them. I'm I can see two of them right now in my room and I still have a whole plethora of games, but 
man, it's, it's so classic. And with my N64 uh, was uh, a little game. It's a little indie game that no one knows about. But I'm talking about Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. <laughs> it is my all-time favorite video game. I have played it probably 20 times. Um, we just talked about rhythm and repetition for Mario. For me, I do everything uh, pretty much the same way. When I, when I do this game, I, I have a paradigm and I will, as soon as I get all three of the first, um, uh, oh my God, what are they called? Not ambulance, but like uh, tokens, medallions. Then I run over to the Temple of Time and my favorite moment, one of my favorite moments in video game history is when you stick, when you pull the Master Sword out of the stone and you become adult Link because you're a seven-year-old Link running around all crazy, and you become 18-year-old Link, or I think he's 14 or something, <laughs> and he's an adult. He looks at his hands, Navi sees you, you're like, holy shit, whoa, this is crazy. I just aged seven years. And, um, I mean, his voice changes. It's, it's pretty incredible. You can hold a giant sword now. Things that you picked up as a kid you can actually use as a shield. It's, it's really, really cool. And the incorporation in Ocarina of Time you go back and forth between uh, the Temple of Time where you can stick it back in and go back in time seven years. And there's many missions that you have to do that, many levels that you have to do that. Uh, but but just that moment, I remember, because it's from Navi's point, or well, it's from your point of view as Link, and you're looking around and Navi's like, look at your body. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom. And Navi's hitting on you. It's like, damn, you grew up, Link. So it's it, it's pretty incredible. The whole world around you in Hyrule is, is different. Everything is different. And... Yeah, it is. It is it is one of my top moments in video game history. Man, I I played. God, I'm trying to remember which Zelda it was. I was trying to look it up earlier because I was thinking about this. I can't remember which one it was, but um, uh, but it was like when you go into the cave. Oh, it's dangerous to go along. Take this and all that. Um, it's it's an iconic game. It was. It's impressive enough that. We talked about the writing earlier about certain games, but now's a good point to bring up the music in these games. Yeah. Some some of the best music out there. I still remember like too. almost all of the songs that you play because the ocarina, you know, is, yeah. is like a flute and you have to play the music with your with your up, down, left, right, C pads for the Nintendo 64. And right. so you have like a song, like Epona's song, and then doo 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 From Final Fantasy uh, to Xanarkand is one of the most beautiful songs i've ever heard mm -hmm. uh, it's gorgeous uh some of the video game uh, like so zelda so impressive that mandy and i drove down to portland for a concert that they were putting on there that was just zelda music that's so uh, cool yeah it was it was a wonderful night it was so much fun i i didn't recognize all of them from because i didn't play a lot of the zelda games but the ones i recognized it was it was a deeply emotional yeah. moment for me yeah the crowd crowd went kind of nuts on that one uh, uh, yeah. yeah it's it's uh yeah music in video games is incredibly impactful music has all the same effects that it does everywhere else uh with all the nostalgia reaching across the different spectrum of feelings and and and, and it's just some of the best music out there is are in, is in video games. Look at the Zelda, and yes, Zelda is just a, a wonderful example of that. So, uh, so fun fact: never played Ocarina of Time. The only Zelda game Jeez. I've ever played is uh, Link to the Past, which is a good game, but I just I just haven't played that any Zelda one ones. Yeah, and it's just, but I just haven't. I was more of a Pokemon Snap for Nintendo sixty four, taking pictures okay. of Pokemon. Pictures of Pokemon that I could do that all day long. I could download that game again and play it all night because I don't know what it is, but taking pictures of Pokemon is fun. <laughs> you like fishing and photography, apparently. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> cool birthday gifts right there. <laughs> Video games where you just fish. <laughs> so. But yeah, um, I mean, it's uh, these are these are good lists, you guys. I think these are all influential moments in our lives. So to recap, uh, Tom has Final Fantasy VII when Sephiroth kills Aerith. Is that right? That yeah, that's that? good enough. <laughs> okay, sure. I've never played it. So. Uh, the first MMO uh, he played was Ultima Online. That was a very important moment for him. First time entering the world of Warcraft uh, when he beat Mike Tyson in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! And the release of the PlayStation console. For Eric, he has the first MMO he played, EverQuest, which is not a band. It's a, it's an MMO. It's not it's not Chad Kroger at the lead singer, lead <laughs> vocals. 
experiencing Halo uh, Combat Evolved, just that world, just uh, ex- exploring everything that goes with it. And uh, same thing with Madden, experiencing Madden, mm-hmm. unlike anything else. Grand Theft Auto 3, <laughs> picking up a prostitute and killing a bunch of cops. That's <laughs> specifically. right. <laughs> <laughs> he got to live his boyhood dream right there, you see. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, the classic, the legendary Super Mario World 1-1. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really kicked it off there. Zach, I have uh, Halo when I encountered the flood. Uh, Gears of War 3 when Dom sacrifices himself. Ken Griffey Jr. Major League Baseball, the home run derby. Red Dead, Red, Red Dead Redemption when you enter Mexico. And then removing the Master Sword in Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for the Nintendo 64. Wow, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I feel nostalgic. I feel like I age myself, and um, I feel like I should plug my N64 in and start up a new journey of Ocarina. Man, Crazy this stuff, was this, man. this was this was a fun list. This was a really fun yeah. list to go through, man. Yeah, I had to uh, I had to really pull for that fifth one, but it was more because I have ones that were on the cusp, but that I'm like I really liked that moment. But was that one of my top moments? So it was uh, it was it was difficult, but um, yeah, I had a lot of fun talking about that, and I. I I learned something new that you guys play MMOs. I never knew that. <laughs> yeah. I think we might have mentioned it at a time or six. <laughs> a time or 2000. So <laughs> when I would just smile politely and be like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That thing. Lich Kings. So. That's all you got to say. Is, yeah. Is Lich Kings. Yeah. Crazy. I think they have a cream for that on aisle 16 at Fred Meyer. You just got to go get it. See. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's end the show then. Thank you for tuning in to the Top Five Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top Five, at Zach Dale sixty, and at Tom Top Five. Oh yeah, duh. And at E underscore Shane. We're all on there. I promise. You can uh, give us ideas. You can tell us if we're crazy, and you can even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you, and remember, it's okay to be wrong, even though you think you are right. And we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. (laughs) Very well said. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.